Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to discuss the politics of promotions. So promotions are very exciting to receive, but once you move into the new position, you may find out that much of the job involves navigating the politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to start with a question from someone who recently got promoted into a company C-suite only to discover that most of her C-suite colleagues are busy vying for power. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to read, we're going to go straight to the question, which I will read. I've moved to a new job and it's a big promotion. I've finally made it to the C-suite, which I've been working towards for years. To my surprise, I'm discovering that there are more politics than I ever imagined. I see people posturing at meetings, trying to score points with the CEO. I've been told by several people to watch out for this person or steer clear of that person. It seems like my colleagues spend the bulk of their time trying to protect their territory while they're also throwing each other under the bus. I don't know who to trust, and honestly, I'm not sure how to proceed. Any advice? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, this goes against my favorite book, which is, um, what is it? The five functions of a team, which is all about the senior leadership has to function as a team and that every decision that they make about their department affects the rest of the company. This is clearly, they don't follow those rules. And, you know, we go into companies and we teach that, uh, you know, the way that works, because most of them do not. By the time you get into the C-suite, it is doggy dog. Mm-hmm. And that is how a lot of organizations um, operate. Yeah. So what do you do if you find yourself in that kind of a situation, right? Yeah. And you you coach people on this, I'm sure. Well, I am, I mean, you are the master. That's of what I do, yeah. Figuring out the navigate, navigate, I'm sorry, figuring out how to navigate the politics. Yeah. I mean, for me, usually the first part is to, um, that you have to discover that while the job looked like this shiny new object, the environment is a very different thing. And it seems like you've taught me, Kathy, that the higher up you go into an organization, the further you are from direct delivery of service, and the more multi-tiered the political aspects of it are. Yeah. And it's the most aggressive that get there. So, you know, some of these (laughs) habits are not, they've been there a long time. Yeah. Um, But the first thing you have to do is you do have to understand, you know, who are your frenemies, who are, who could be your friends, you know, because, you know, it's good to have a friend, but you may not be able to trust anyone. But, and and the idea really is to not get too friendly anyway, because you don't really know who you can trust, but you know, you can trust yourself. Hopefully, you know, you can trust yourself and the people that work for you. You want to be sure that you have a really solid team under you because that's who you, you know, you're defending. So you want to be sure that you can go to them and you can be honest with them and let them know what you need in order to get what you need to get for them. So that's your first, you know, thing you want to look for, but it's unfortunate that, um, you've entered a job like this. Now, if you feel 
it's too distasteful mm-hmm. and you just feel very threatened and you don't think you can play, yeah. you might want to look for another job. I mean, just because this is real. I know what this is like. Yeah. Um, I've been in it myself and I've coached many people that are in situations like this. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, a, it's about finding the trust level with each person. So the, you may have a colleague who runs a different department and you can trust them on, they're aligned with you on 90% of what you do, but you got to uh-huh. be careful of that other 10% where yeah. they're not aligned and they're going to try to take money away from your department because, yeah. you know, so, you know, each person has their, their deal. And yeah. that's really your job to figure that out. So I would meet with all of these colleagues. I'd have you know a meeting with them, maybe dinner, you yeah. know, a couple of drinks. Like just get to know them as people yeah. and see, just see what you can learn about them and what their goals are. Their goals may be to be your boss. You know, we don't know. You've <laughs> got to find that out. And you know, it's not just what they tell you; it's also how they behave. You're yeah. going to have to learn to be a little bit of a psychologist here and try to read the tea leaves. Right. I was thinking you also, in this case, this person, it's a new promotion, a new job, new company. Yeah. I would imagine part of your homework is to find out what happened before you came into yeah. this position. Because maybe you got someone's promotion that they thought they deserved. Yeah, or that's maybe, right. Right. Or maybe you were given someone's territory that previously they had control over. And so I would want to find out a lot about if there was a predecessor in my place and also the politics even behind the, my position that I've been through. Well, one thing you do have to see is, was there an internal candidate who didn't get the job? Yeah. And, and it's still there because that person will <laughs> make your life hell. No. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, they're going to be a problem. I mean, usually if someone does not get a, an internal promotion, they usually have to leave. Yeah. Now I've seen people stay and make it, but very rare. It's very rare. Yeah. Most people, when they're turned, a promotion is turned down, they have to leave yeah. and, you know, and they'll find the grass is, you know, the grass is greener somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You know, my first point that I would make to someone in this situation is to hire you or hire uh-huh. an executive coach, because yeah. I think that this really is part and parcel of a promotion into an executive position, even in the healthiest organizations. It's not that it's all going to be backstabbing. It's that you do want help getting a sense of the lay of the land. Like you can't just be blind and say there shouldn't be politics. They're going to be. And so I think one of the gifts, certainly Kathy, that you have and the well-skilled executive coach has is to be able to sort of read the tea leaves with you. Yeah. Right. Figure out who are the players. Yeah. Well, because we're not invested and we're not there, we can usually see the, the playing field. Yeah. Hopefully if you're good at it. Um, but also you have to always remind your client, you know, well, we don't trust that person. Let's remember that they threw you under the bus once before. They're going to do it again. Yeah. So that's not the one you want to align with. Um, you know, you, you. So it's good to have a partner. I agree with that. It's good to have an executive coach who can walk you through who's been through that kind of you know situation themselves. Yeah. Um, and there are people that specialize in senior leadership, and they're you know probably very good at it. Um, but I guess the the big surprise here is that this is very real. 
you right. know, that while you're, when you're in the C-suite, you are with the people that fought and clawed their way to get there. <laughs> Unless they're the kid of somebody, you know, or they got there another way. It's usually the people that have worked very hard to get there. Yes. And they probably, or you probably have stood out in many circles before as exceptional. And now yeah. you're with a lot of other exceptional people. Yes. And, yeah. And, you know, what are you made of? Can you compete? Yeah. Um, you know, how are you going to bring this team together so that it's that you can work together if, if that is your role, but, um, it should be your role. I think, I think, you know, you want a high functioning senior leadership team. I believe right. that those are the best. If it's, so it sounds very divided. She's walked into a very political situation yeah. and, uh, it, 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 they could use some coaching, I think. But it's yeah. real. It happens. It happens a lot. Right. I was also going to say, uh, again, something that I've learned with you and I've learned with our clients is you also want to really look at the le- the CEO, so the top yeah. leader, and notice what kind of a culture that person is fostering. Yeah. Right? If they are, some leaders are dividers, some leaders are unifiers. Yeah. Some leaders are avoidant. Some leaders are, you know, confronters. And so you're going to learn, you're going to find a lot of what lies ahead by really studying your CEO and understanding what are the dynamics that he or she is fostering among the executives. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, You know, usually when the senior leadership is so at their throats like this, like they're so competitive, I think they're, he, this might be an absentee leader, uh, wow. somebody who really is not really all that present. Yeah. Um, that could be the problem or maybe they want a competitive environment. You know, yeah. it's difficult to know, but, um, I'm sure when you took this job, you met with the CEO and what was your read then? Maybe yeah. they just showed you their nice side. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I wouldn't be afraid of politics. I Uh think, I mean, unless you really despise it, I think there's something kind of intriguing about it. You know, you you can be just as political as them. And it's just a matter of really watching behavior and just staying on top of it and making sure, you know, you know who to go to when you need something and working it. You got to work. You got to look at, you got to always be watching your back. (laughs) We love happy messages like this, but I wanted to go over this topic because um, it is so true that this is common. And I think very often you can get promoted and suddenly feel disappointed. Like, gosh, I was hoping that things would just go smoothly for me now. Whereas understanding that higher positions, greater responsibility, part of what comes with that and part of what you need is the willingness to figure out how to navigate the political climate wherever you go and how to form relationships, as you say, Kathy, at least even with your frenemies, that you're it's a working relationship. That's right. And you want to look for ways that you can stand out, whether yeah. that's bringing funding in from the outside, whether it's just you know bringing in new agencies to do business with. You want to keep your eye on the ball, which is be one step ahead of all of these other competitive people, yeah. which you, you just have to figure out what is your role? You know, what is, where, where is there room for you? Right. 
Sorry, yeah. and I, I love your idea of meeting with each person individually, but that's because yeah. that's kind of the divide and conquer approach, yes. right? Yeah. Find out. And and also that you mentioned about what is each person trying to, you know, like mm-hmm. what is their currency in a way? Right. What matters right. most to them, right? Is it their reputation? Is it actual power? Is it being seen? Is it being, you know, on in special projects? Like what is it that really matters to each of those people? And what really matters to the CEO? Like, what is the CEO looking for? You know, is that person looking for you to do something out of the box? Or maybe they want you to tell the line. I don't know yeah. what it is, but you should really know what that is. And, you know, I'm sure there's favorites. Yeah. You know, who's the favorite? Or maybe everybody gets a term being a favorite. Uh, but that, <laughs> so you're, sometimes you're in flavor and sometimes you're not. You just, you know, and that's part of the game. You can't always yeah. be on top, but you've got to watch the dynamics. If once you, that turns, is that a bad thing? Or, right. you know, but you're definitely, um, you're in another league. <laughs> you know, and you have to figure out whether, you know, that's for you or not. Um, yeah. You know, it may not be in the long run for you, but it's certainly worth a try. Yes. I was going to say one other character you want to be looking for are um, the sacred cows, right? Oh, yeah. The people who may be in high positions who aren't necessarily capable, but they're not going anywhere. Well, they just want to tread water. So, you know, yeah. you may come in with a lot of shiny new ideas and they're like, oh, they'll never go for that. And you can't do that. But really what you have to do with a sacred cow is always, you know, say, look, I'll give you all the credit. Now, yeah. that's, that sounds offensive to a lot of people, but it's the only way to, to do things with a sacred cow yeah. is if you drag them along and they get the credit and they look good, they'll let you do what you want. <laughs> but but you have to do that. You have to bring them along. They're not, go, you know, because they don't. They're just treading water. So they have to continue to do that with you to tread water. <laughs> yeah, I love the irony of getting a promotion and then basically being humbled by yeah. the politics. Like, That's okay, right. you're great, but you're not that great. And you've got a shiny new position, but it's, you're, you're going to have to get other people to work with you or you'll go nowhere. You know, and I would imagine that your days are full of all of this so that really you're working on the nights and weekends. That's, that's kind of you're the doing job. Real work. Yeah. Yeah. Any work you do have, it's, it's not, it's not going to be done nine to five. Uh, so that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2 and also follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to receive our podcast email, text us at 228-28 and type in MyCrazyOffice, all one word. That's 228-28 and type in MyCrazyOffice. And finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Bye-bye. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.